Hey there. This is Polly. And Daniel. Happy New Year! <laughs> <laughs> and you're listening to Halfway Saints. Did you really forget? <laughs> you forgot. <laughs> you just really I wanted just to wish everyone so a happy excited. new year. <laughs> Well, Merry Christmas, too. Yes, and Happy Epiphany. Happy Epiphany. Um, They should have Epiphany cards. What? Why? What Um, would you do? Send them. But it's just after Christmas. You just sent your Christmas card. I know, but you could, like, bookend it. Get your Christmas card, and then you get your Epiphany card. Say, you're not going to hear from me again until Christmas. (laughs) Well, Daniel, it is hard enough for us to get a Christmas card out. We, We got one. I know, but it was the first time in four years. It was fine. But two is asking a lot. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad we cleared that up. <laughs> uh, but yes, Happy New Year. Um, we're back. We're actually we're back because it's been a couple weeks since we've been able to record. Um, sorry yeah. for our absence. Yes, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but we were um, traveling. We went home to North Carolina for Christmas and then... Um, I had to like a little time off to ourselves around New Year's, um, so it was good. We had like a go home to the family vacation, and then we had kind of our own little vacation. Staycation, if you will. If well, apparently you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was good. We're rejuvenated. We're refreshed. We I don't to, want Daniel to go back. I know. To work I have tomorrow. to go back to work tomorrow, but it's all right. It's fine. It's fine. We're gonna it's be great. fine. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> Last night I was like telling how I was kind of get like. Just anxious about work stuff. Um, I was like, I think it's also just because I don't want to go to work. So I'm thinking of like all the things that could go wrong at work because I, I just know. don't want to go there. Yeah, he was like, so what's what's a way that I don't have to go back <laughs> to work on Monday? Well, There's it's just no yeah. other option. It's so okay. If anyone wants to like just pay for all our stuff so I can stay home all the time, <laughs> please please reach out to us. We Sponsor would, a family. We would gladly accept. We should. Well, no, we no, should No, no, we sponsored. should be sponsored. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the selfless choice here, <laughs> to get someone to... Pay for us. Yes. Anywho. Anywho. We had a great New Year's. Um, well, we good... had a great, a great Christmas, too. Mm-hmm. But um, on New Year's Eve, we got to go to this event at our local, like, playground that we... It's, We've talked about it before. I always call it a play cafe, which is confusing because there's another one with that name. Yeah. Um, but it's this place called Lulu's Casita. Um, oh, you're going to say the name on Well, someone's got to sponsor our lives. <laughs> They're not going to. <laughs> um, but it's this really great place. It's like uh, a cafe with sort of a big indoor playground. Mm-hmm. And there's like a ball pit and slides and all kinds of stuff to play with. So you can go. Trains. And- <laughs> there are toy trains there. <laughs> I was like, there's more than just... Well, I know, there's lots of lots of things. Uh-huh. Um, am I going to go through all of them? Oh. <laughs> yeah. um, but so you can go and get food, um, and then let your kids run around. It's like six months through six years old, I think, yeah. at the ages. So it's great for Holly and Jack, um, and it's right down the road from us. So when We have like a membership, so we go often. Yeah, like three times, three or four times a week. Um, it's awesome. But anyway, it's really great. And on New Year's Eve, um, at noon, they had a countdown to noon. For all like, the kids who can't stay up till midnight. And adults who can't stay up till midnight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there was, 
Yeah, so there's this. It was kind of crazy. There was a ton of kids, and but there was pizza and music and. Well, on the invitation, it said there will be pizza, champagne, apple juice toast, and something else. <laughs> and I was telling Daniel about it before we came, and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a text I got. She said, we should go to Lulu's on New Year's Eve. They have a countdown to noon. She's like, there's pizza, champagne, and apple juice toast, whatever that is. <laughs> and she thought it was like a kind of toast, either made from apple juice or eaten with apple juice. I was thinking it was a piece of toast <laughs> with um, like candied apples on top. <laughs> well, it could be apple juice. I don't know. <laughs> Well, it's actually is you toast with apple juice because you, it's you, a bunch of what, kids. You cheers. Yeah, it's like a cheers toast. Duh. <laughs> like, and I, I don't know if it's all the time or just during this pregnancy. It most likely all the time, but I just I see something that I don't understand and I go straight to the most illogical option. Yeah, whatsoever. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, like, I couldn't find Daniel and Jack at Target today, and I was like, someone kidnapped them. <laughs> <laughs> They've stolen my super strong husband and son out of Target. It doesn't make... No, it doesn't make any sense. No. I am super strong, though, so thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> like, you're, like, not a wimpy-looking man. That's <laughs> Thank you, Holly. Come on. Flattery's not going to work. <laughs> no, um... But no one's going to kidnap you because you look like you could beat them up. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's about how I've always felt. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm glad one of us feels secure. I feel very safe with you. Okay. Um, good to know. Yeah, but Jack had a great time at the Countdown to Noon. There was apple juice. We did mm-hmm. not do a formal toast. No. Which <laughs> which was fine. But there there were so many kids, and Jack was so funny because he kept going to the quietest areas he could find. He ran into, like, the main place, grabbed two helium balloons on strings, <laughs> and then walked out to, like, the lobby area and sat in a couch. Where no one was. Where no one was, which was fine with us because it was crazy in there. And he sat still. He did, and he ate his pizza. And then when um, people started coming out to eat and it cleared out in the little play area, he went in, and then he took his balloons <laughs> and went under the stairs for the slide and just hung out there with his balloons. <laughs> And some other kids came in, and he was like... He was very protective of the balloons. <laughs> he was. Uh, but he had fun. He did. He was, like, like, playing. Yeah. It, just was... it wasn't like he was scared. He was, like, he's was just like, it's really crazy out there. I'm going to hang out in here. Because we have to remember that he is our child. Right, and that's exactly what, what we, we would have do. done. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it was a great New Year's. Yeah. And one of the best things about having time off was that I got to be with Jack all day. You know, pretty much every day for two weeks. I had to work a little bit this week, um, going to work for a few hours. But for the most part, I was just home with Jack and Holly all day long, which I don't get to do often. So it was really, really great. It was amazing. Tomorrow is going to be rough because Jack has got, he started his a little, a little bit of separation anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like this today, whenever you went up the stairs to get something for the diaper bag before we left, mm-hmm. he kind of lost it. Yeah. I mean, he likes me more. I clearly can't. Yeah, and he, I was supposed to put him to bed tonight to, like, remind him that I put him to bed sometimes, because I haven't for the past two weeks. (laughs) Um, And he wouldn't let me. No, he wouldn't let go of me. It was really sweet. It was really sweet. But it also kind of made me sad. Yeah. But he's done that with you before, so. I know, but. I'm I'm his favorite now. (sighs) Which is fine. 
whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, you're not bitter care. about it. I don't care. Um, no. But being being with Jack kind of all day um, recently helped me to realize that when I'm with him, I'm not worried about doing anything embarrassing or silly. Like, um, like at Holly's parents' house, we were there for Christmas, and Jack was... I think it might have been Christmas Day. Anyway, there's a lot of people over the house, and Jack, all he wanted to do was, like, run up and down their hallway and, like, jump into my arms and knock me over. And so, like, everyone else was, like, out in the living room doing, like, Christmas stuff, and Jack and I were just, like, playing these silly games in the hallway, and I've noticed my voice gets really (laughs) high-pitched when I play with Jack for whatever reason. But I was just, like, back there doing that and, like, making a ton of noise and not caring what anyone else thought of me because I was just playing with my son, and that made him happy, so that's what I was going to do. And just moments like that and um, other things helped me to realize, like, I would, if I didn't have Jack, there's no way in the world I would be, like, this silly or playful in public. Mm-hmm. It just wouldn't happen. Because that's, like, one of my favorite things about you is how goofy and silly you are and I don't think that my parents or family have ever seen that before this break yeah that part of you <laughs> what well, you told your mom we're talking I told them they bought a new refri- they have like one refrigerator in the garage um to keep like over like drinks and stuff that won't fit in their main refrigerator um and I was saying oh you should get like a like a freezer chest to go out there And you told Holly and I have this running joke. Joke. (laughs) I always tell her I'm going to chop her up and put her in the freezer. (laughs) Like whenever we're at like uh, Best Buy and there's a big freezer, I'm like, oh yeah, you would totally fit in there. (laughs) I shouldn't laugh. (laughs) I think it's really funny. But we were talking to her mom. I was like, oh yeah, you need a big freezer. And Holly's like, yeah, and then you could chop me up and fit me in there. And her mom, and then Holly was like, oh, he always jokes about chopping me up and putting me in a freezer. <laughs> My mom was like, that's not funny. That's not funny. Uh, but yeah, so things like that. Probably for good reason. <laughs> I, mean, I don't act like that all the time. There, That's one of our few ones that are a little shadier that we should share with everyone. <laughs> but, I mean, your silliness, I think, I've always wanted you to share more of it, but there's never really been a good opportunity for, for you to. And I've really appreciated how Jack... Like, it, it's just so appropriate for you to do yeah. it with Jack. And, like, you were saying this earlier when we were talking about this, that, um, like, sometimes Jack gets a little fuzzy when he sees the car and that we have to get into the car seat. Mm-hmm. He hates the car seat right now. So Daniel will, like, run jumping with him and mm-hmm. make this weird noise. I'll, like, tell him, like, hold on really tight, and then I'll... Oh, it's hard to do it without actually doing it. But it's, like, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. And, like... Just make a silly noise and, like, <laughs> jog through the parking lot. And Jack thinks it's hilarious and, like, squeals laughing. And, like, I would never jog through a parking lot if it was just me. Like, so there's, I don't know, lots of things that I just don't care if someone sees me doing it because it's just me and Jack having fun. Or even, like, um, I've gotten really comfortable just, like, plopping Jack down and changing him in the middle. I know. Like, <laughs> I did it at Mass today, like, in the vestibule. People were having to, like, step over me to... <laughs> To get to where they were going. Not like in the, what is it called? Is it the narthex? Yeah. It's not like there's another set of doors into like where the church is. It's yeah. Like front part, like a foyer. It probably has some name. Um, I think it's the narthex. Is it? Okay. Somebody correct us if we're wrong. Yeah. Somebody, if anyone dares to correct us. <laughs> no, don't say stuff no, like I'm that because then they won't. 
character. Please correct us <laughs> often. Um, but yeah, just changing him in public and um, like making silly voices with him. And like, I'm always like afterwards realize like if I've changed him in like a public bathroom, all people are hearing is saying like, oh, got to take off your pants now. <laughs> like, whoop. <laughs> like that's because especially if it's have the changing station in a stall like sometimes oh, i'll have right. it like the big stall with its own sink like all that person's hearing is me like <laughs> one shoot like and it's just totally ridiculous and um yeah there are definitely other aspects of my life um where i'm like professionally and socially like i the last thing i want to do is appear foolish you know like mm-hmm. i think that's especially for men in today's world that's like seeming like you're naive or foolish or silly is like the worst offense because we're all like you know you gotta be like macho not even macho but like intelligent you don't want to seem like you don't know something um yeah just foolishness or like or in control of your emotions mm-hmm. or even like like we've mentioned before like if you really like a band but people think it's lame like oh. or a book like you like reading some silly book like you don't want to say because you don't want your friends to think you're weird or just seem like kind of a, like a noob like you don't want to be mm-hmm. in it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so having, without realizing it, having Jack and being around Jack has helped me to kind of get rid of that a little bit. And it like got me thinking about the cliche of parents being like embarrassing because mm-hmm. everyone's embarrassed by their parents, especially in middle school. That's when your parents like go from being super cool to like super lame. Super. And I can kind of see it now. Like, like the other day I was like, I had like jeans and a sweatshirt and some uh, sneakers on. That happened to be white. And I was oh, like, no. I was like, I look ridiculous, but I don't care because these shoes are comfortable and I'm have to be chasing Jack. And I just know like that's kind of where it where it starts and where it comes from. And you know, eventually I'm gonna be like, you know, cargo pockets can hold so much <laughs> oh, on these shorts. <laughs> Stop. Um and oh wait. Oh, I had an idea and it just oh, straight it just... straight went out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Okay. I'm going to keep talking. Go ahead. Um, But so it got me to think, is this... Oh. Good. Glad I filled that space. Daniel has really latched onto the dad jokes. They've come in very well. started pretty early. That was your... kind of... What? That was your point? Yeah. (laughs) That's all. Um, But no, that... Yeah, thinking of um, the cliche, embarrassing, like uncool parents is that really just like a coincidence or is it that having kids and having someone that you love so much more than yourself does that kind of make you into this person who's less concerned about like being cool and hip and appearing you know to be with it (laughs) (laughs) no but i think it definitely does it has a a natural like whittling away of your like pride Mm -hmm. in yourself Uh, which I think is, I mean, it's just a really great, uh, offshoot of having kids. Benefit. Benefit. (laughs) Um, Additional fruit. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That deserved a fancy yes. Um, but another part of it that I love is that it exposes, like, what life with kids is, like, the fact that we're changing Jack in the middle of the narthex, um, or the fact that we're running through par- parking lots with him, 
I do fun stuff too with him, by the way. It's not all Daniel. No, I was just saying this is, I've had more time to realize this and reflect on this because I've been with him all day. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But I do silly things with him too. (laughs) (laughs) Sing songs and Mm. talk to him. Oh, and I go down one aisle of uh, the grocery store because there is a picture at the end of it with kids that that Jack loves and smiles and giggles at. But like just the fact that we're in like public spaces embarrassing ourselves with like things that most people would think is um, uncool. That's the mm-hmm. one word I could think of. Um, Square. Squaresville. <laughs> is, that, is that the word you're thinking yeah. of? That's it. <laughs> totally unrad. <laughs> but um, shows the, like, true joy that we have with children. Mm-hmm. It, it, like, uh, shares the love of ch- or that children just bring us. They give us the true joy. And, it, and this definitely happens with marriage as well. Mm-hmm. And I think kind of what I've think, thought of is that these things happen because I love other people more than I love myself. So it happens in marriage. And, like, um, again, that's kind of cliche. Like, oh, someone gets married. Like, oh, you've changed. You know, it's kind of like the accusation that the single friends level against the married mm-hmm. couple. Like, you guys have changed. But what it is is you stop thinking as much about yourself. Right. Um, so I think it happens in in relationships and marriages, but it also um, happens much more with children. Mm-hmm. because Not because you love your children more than you love your spouse, but it just, I don't know, I think because their vulnerability and their need for, I don't know, like, I'm not worried about being silly with Jack because I want him to be happy in this moment. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, whereas like you, I feel like, I don't have to make silly faces or carry you through the parking lot running. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes I do. It's, it's tough now that she's pregnant. but um, So with kids, it just makes you kind of break down those walls so much more. But, like, I think that there's something to, like, use, not using it, but there's an evangelization or evangelism mm-hmm. in that is within parenting in itself and in this, in true parenting. Because, like, I always, I remember hearing so often, like, from single girls or, like, whatever. Like, I saw this dad with his son, and he was, like, so attractive because he was so sweet with his son. And, like, because it's rare to see, especially with with fathers, like, what you were saying because of just, like, trying to keep up your masculinity or whatever. Um, Or being, like, with it. That to, like, let that down and to give that to a child is so attractive to everyone who sees it and to say like I want that and to know that that comes from like a a love for the child and the love for us the love that comes first which is to Christ it's just very very attractive so I think that there's something to this like outward sign to our relationship Mm -hmm. that people are drawn to yeah and self-giving self-sacrificing love is attractive, and that's something that Pope Francis reiterates, reiterates a lot. Is he speaks against kind of like a formal, um, not formal evangelization in the sense of like pamphlets and preaching, and more like I think he called it like conversion through attraction, like mm. living out these qualities that people kind of in their hearts know are attractive, or even they may not even know it. They just think they, that's attractive to me. I'm not sure right. why. It really draws people in and can be a very powerful tool for um kind of spreading christ's love and i've been thinking a lot this will just be a little tidbit okay. <laughs> i won't go into Get this your... for too long <laughs> but i've just been thinking and I, okay 
I've been thinking a lot about um, nurseries in Protestant churches versus not having like a nursery. In like a, having childcare during services. Exactly. And I mentioned it before in a different podcast, just like really quick, but I've just been reflecting on it more since then. But how important it is for people to see life with a young toddler or young child and how that brings so much joy to the ones around them. Whether it's us, like, struggling to keep Jack entertained during Mass, or if it's just a sweet kid who is distracted by the people behind him and mm-hmm. those people being able to see that and see that joy. Or even a crying child. Like, um, is it, didn't Pope Francis say something like, never... Oh, man. oh, it was recent, yeah. Something about crying children being the voice of God or something mm-hmm. something along those lines. And, like, never... He says never take a crying child to the back of the church or out of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, or to never be told to take them out of the, out of the church. Um, because it's a beautiful thing and it's real and it's true and people should see that. And I think because of that, seeing children more, it's just life-giving. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. And even today after Mass, there's this older lady who usually sits near oh, us. Yeah. Uh, and Jack actually stayed in the pew for all of Mass. I didn't have to like take him to run around the back. And after Mass, she came up to me and said, my boy did it. <laughs> I didn't know what he was talking about. She's like, she stay- he stayed in church the whole time. I was like, yeah, he did. He was really great. I did have to change him once, but I guess she wasn't watching. <laughs> um, and she was, I think she talked to you after, too, uh-huh. and just said that, like, she just loves watching him and that, like, what did she say to you? She said, I just love him already. <laughs> and, oh, she said some other things, too. I can't remember. Because she was afraid that she missed us because we were in... North Carolina. We're out of town. Yeah. And she's like, Oh, did they have the baby and I missed it? <laughs> and um, I said, Oh no, we were just traveling. And she said, When are you due? And I said, February. And she said, Oh, good, we got time. We got time. <laughs> and I said, Yeah, don't worry, you won't miss it. <clears throat> but just like we wouldn't we didn't realize that like this woman enjoys seeing Jack mm-hmm. in church at mass. Like that would oh, never have dawned on us. She had she told us, like, just let him wiggle. If he's wiggling, just let him wiggle. I love to watch him. And she said, sometimes I just watch him instead of trying to pay attention during math. <laughs> but I love it. Yeah. And so, I mean, like, that, Jesus, like, is in the face of children. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to be distracted by children, too. Yeah. And, like, today, speaking of being embarrassed, today, Jack, like, for whatever reason, oh he was, like, gosh. calm, but he it was, like, practicing this weird new, like, raspberry noise he made it was like <laughs> but it was he had his lips like a fish like <laughs> i don't know he did. it was like in the back of his throat it was very loud yeah he was very loud and he just wanted to practice that all through mass and so we we're like oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> i saw some kids like three the kids four rows in front of us kept looking back and, and smiling <laughs> i was like yeah that's us <laughs> <laughs> but those kind of things like that's kind of not exactly what i'm talking about like these things are embarrassing, but we, it is more of a witness than we realize. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But it's a great, it's a great thing that bringing it back to what you had started out with that, like it's putting this, uh, I don't know, making us uh, less aware or less conscious, conscious. self-conscious about like right. things. Yeah, because you know, eventually we're gonna be like, uh, okay, that kid's running up and down the aisles making weird noises. <laughs> But we have these other children, you know, like, yeah. eventually we're going to get to the point where it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't, not that I don't care what he's doing, but like, just I'm okay with what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, just let it happen. Like, yep, that's my kid. He's the <laughs> one making weird noises, uh, making monster noises at a wedding. <laughs> oh my gosh. You growled during my friend's vows. 
Um, um, I have a question for you, Holly. Oh. Now we come to the segment where I ask you hard oh, questions no. and put I you was on the spot. Talk? Okay. Well, maybe we'll get to it. <laughs> okay, that's less important. Maybe. <laughs> um, so what what are some challenges you faced in in trying to let yourself not in terms of being a parent? Are there any challenges to not worrying about what do people think? Because I think yes. especially with mothers, there's, um, I don't know, like just with fathers, it's like kind of we worry about seeming naive or foolish. With mothers, there's kind of maybe a a challenge in seeming like you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the well, opposite. Like if, a, like if a guy knows what he's doing, you know, it's kind of the opposite. Right. So I'm supposed to know what I'm doing, right? And most of the time I don't. <laughs> yeah. So there's like the being silly, but then there's um, the fear of not not some like being socially silly in public with a kid versus other parents thinking you're not doing something right. Right. And that is what I wanted to talk about. So oh, good perfect. question. That like during um, I was in confession a couple weeks ago, and. Uh, right before Christmas, and I I hadn't been for a long time. It had been, like, four weeks, and I was... It sucked, so go often, because it's good. <laughs> if anything, just because you remember more and you can make a yeah. better impression. I hate, like, if I can't... That's when I know that I really need to go is when I can't remember what my last one was, because yeah. it means I'm not kind of... In the rhythm. ...keeping myself honest mm-hmm. and, like, doing an examination regularly. So I had this long list of, like, habits that I had created that I... Because I hadn't been going to confession and um yeah it was like a long list of sins to tell the priest and he uh at the end was like there's like a root to all of these ones like you yeah there are a lot there but they all have the same root do you know what it is and it was right after we recorded our cultivating joy podcast and where I came to that revelation it was like yes I do it's that I'm not seeking joy and he was like no, <laughs> that's part of it. But the real root is that you have a real problem with self-image. And the thing is that it's it's come to light through my family life because I am so concerned about my self-image that I get really frustrated when that's at stake or if um, anything threatens that. So um, the hardest things for me that I get the most frustrated with in against you, Daniel, or against Jack has been like, since becoming a mother has been breastfeeding. And it was always because I was so afraid of other mothers judging me for not breastfeeding. And like, because everyone says that breastfeeding or breast is best. It's like the, Uh, I've been saying that nonstop for like (laughs) two years, but breastfeeding is the best thing. And formula is okay. But if you can do breastfeeding to do it. And so when it was getting really hard with Jack's acid reflux and with him having other issues and whatnot, um, those really, really frustrated me because it, it threatened me doing the best thing for my child. Um, and I was afraid that people would judge me for that. And then the other one that's still ongoing and that I talk about a lot here is his like nap situation. And I kind of realized over the break because being at our family's house, they have to see whenever Jack doesn't nap that, yes, he just cries for an hour <laughs> until time is up and then we go get him. Mm-hmm. And to my parents, like, that made them very uncomfortable. Um, and they kept making little, like, remarks about it that I was, like, very self-conscious about. 
Or, like, your brother who doesn't know. Doesn't know anything. (laughs) No. But, like, who doesn't have kids and isn't really around kids very often is, like, so he's just going to be like that for now? And I'm like, yeah. And I I feel like I have to justify it. So then it makes me really, really frustrated that he's not napping because... Yes, we've made the decision to do the fervor method, to let him cry and to check on him every now and then. And that that is really like we're confident that that's the best thing for him. But there are a lot of people who think that the fervor method is like the worst thing in the world for your child, that it causes brain problems and that all these studies show this and whatnot. But there's two sides to every coin and studies show the other. I was going to say, I think the fervor method not used correctly or not. Yes. People not using the method, using like what they think it is, is mm-hmm. could be hazardous. That's true, and using it too early mm-hmm. um, is key. But it's what works for our son. If we didn't do it, he would never nap, which is worse for his brain development. Mm-hmm. So whatever, I have it justified. But just feeling people question it or anything makes me like really, really frustrated and just wish that he would have napped. And I get super ticked when he doesn't nap because I feel like. The method doesn't work. It's not worth it. And blah, blah, blah. Like, I could just, like, go into this whirlwind of what's going on in my head. But so those things would make me really right. frustrated. And with, and with naps, even now, it's like, if Jack's not napping, it's like, what did we do do wrong? Right. And, like, we have to keep reminding ourselves he just doesn't nap sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, should we have turned the fan on? Should we have given this stuff? To, like, there's so many questions and so much self-doubt that can leak in. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the the sort of flip side to... Um, your child making you vulnerable is mm-hmm. that it can it can help you to be uh, think of yourself less often and to learn to love others more than yourself but it can also be kind of give you like crippling self-doubt right and that's why this is uh, this has no medical basis but I think part of, like postpartum depression I think a lot of it um, I wouldn't say caused because I have no basis for that but is probably uh, exacerbated by like self-doubt Yes. And like, am I doing this correct? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not surprising that when women first become mothers, a lot of them go through some issues. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's just this whole culture too of mothers who are, there's just a lot of judgment out there Mm -hmm. between moms and it shouldn't really be there, but you, you make these decisions and you spend a lot of time researching them. And so you do have very like sound opinions on what they are. And so it's kind of difficult whenever you run into someone who has the different opinions about what's best for the babies. But, um, yeah, so that has been really hard on me because it, it makes me, yeah, what you were saying, like very, I just scrutinize myself all the time. I also blame you a lot for things that you are like out of our control because I want to be in control of things and I Mm -hmm. can't be. So, um, it was affecting both my relationship with Jack and with you and it's a work in progress because I feel like I've talked about this since we started the podcast. (laughs) I mean, yeah. It just keeps coming up. But it's just a part of it. Right. Um, so how can one aspect of this in kind of solve, the, can the problem solve, or can the, like, solution side solve the problem side? Does that make sense? So, like, in thinking of being silly around our son and not worrying what other people think about us in certain situations, knowing that that comes from us loving him more than ourselves, how can that help the flip side, like, those challenges? Hmm. I never thought about that. Well, I can answer first if you... Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I think understand, like, trusting in that love you have for your child 
like with this with the kind of not less yeah i'll say less important things like social situations like we're confident enough to say like my love for this child overrides any of these things all these like social rules i'm breaking um all of these like looks i'm getting i don't care because i know he loves this he's smiling he's happy so i don't care so i think remembering that remembering that like i love this child more than anything else and like i want to make a good decision for this child and i you know i'm not i didn't uh do this half-heartedly because i love this child you know hmm so just like to remember like that. why we're doing this. Right. Like, like I decided to do the Ferber method because I love him and I want him to, to sleep because right. he needs sleep. He needs to sleep, right. Mm-hmm. So just remembering that we're like, you know, I decided to only you you know, buy certain kinds of toys because I know they're better for, for his development. Yeah, and right. I made that choice out of love. And so when, you know, when they're older and they're crying because they don't have an iPhone when they're five, like, mm-hmm. and other people are looking at you, like, just give them a phone, mm-hmm. like, remembering that you made that choice out of, out of love, out of this um, parental love that we get from God kind of directly. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where that love, he's the source of all love, but, like, right. in a special way, God being our father gives us that parental love. Yeah, and to, to just remember, yeah, that in the same way that, I might be just reiterating what you're what you were just saying, but yeah, I do all those silly things and don't care what people think about me because I love him. So I need to not care about what other people think about me because I've made made these decisions because I love him. Mm-hmm. They all should be the same. It shouldn't even be like them versus the other. It just should be like life is what it is, and I shouldn't care what other people think. I shouldn't care what other people think. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Oh. Oh. You solved it. <laughs> But I think that's really cool that you kind of, we f- we can figure it out on one side, but then on the other side, for whatever reason, we're Still like, struggle. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, and. Well, that's, the this, stuff that I've, I struggle with are more like controversial issues, mm-hmm. like the breastfeeding and the naps. Like people have like debates online about, about it. And mm-hmm. But even like on my, like some days. Like, some of my coworkers stay later, like, after mm-hmm. when they're supposed to leave. And I, my attitude is usually, like, work's done. I'm checking out. I'm mm-hmm. going to go home and be with my son. And, like, I think that's, a, like, sometimes I don't, I make a choice to be at home and not at work. And, you know, no one's, like, actually, no one's, like, getting upset about it. But it's kind of, like, well, we're all still working. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not to that extreme. Like, I don't have a really high-stress job where people are, like, working all night. But, like. There are times when I'm just like, all right, I'm checking out. Everyone's still here. I could probably stay and help someone out, but I have to be with my family. You know? Yeah. And you just should those, draw those boundaries. Yeah. And so those kind of things where it's just, I have to remember, like, Jack's the most important thing to me and my family and Holly. Um, Don't forget about me. We're focused on children here. I know. So, kidding. like, I work this job so I can provide for Jack, you know, and I need to keep that in my, in, you know, uh, at the front of my mind. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have another I have a follow-up question. Great. Which is kind of like a little seed of something I've been thinking about, but I think it's really cool. So if we don't mind kind of lowering ourselves for our children because we love them so much, what does that mean for us as God's children? Like the like knowing and experiencing parental love and that like humbling, lowering love that we experience for Jack. How does that help us understand God better? 
Because anytime we experience love or anything, like, that's an experience of God because he is love. And God is family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is, in his essence, communicative and communal mm-hmm. and a family. Well, just a little in, in there. Okay. <laughs> <You're>, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I did this motion. <laughs> um, I am just started reading Hail Holy Queen by Scott Hahn. Scott Hahn. <laughs> Daniel just took a sip of drink. Uh, I thought you were going to spit it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was saying, like, to first understand Mary, we have to understand God and how to refer to God. And how does Christ tell us to refer to God? And I can't remember what the quote from him, but, like, you call him, like, he said you call him by his name, essentially. And what is God's name? God is not. Like, God is father and son, but that's only in relationship to creation. Mm-hmm. So, well, no, wait, that was different. <laughs> that okay. was a different part. But God is father, son, and Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's how, he, like, those are, that is his name, mm-hmm. father, son, and Holy Spirit. And that in itself is not reliant on us. Mm. So it's the opposite of what I just said. Okay, no. <laughs> there is a different section before sure. that, but whatever. Saying that all of our names for God were in relationship only relative to us. But God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is completely independent of us, which is his true essence, which is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, which is a family, a mm-hmm. relationship, a communal love. And so family is is not, uh, what is it like? Okay, it's not, family is not like God. No. Yes, family is God. God is not like a family. Family is like God. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Why can I never get that right? I don't know. But um, I just thought that was really cool. Yeah. That. So the question was. Uh, well, <laughs> that's not, I'll, I'll okay. take this one too. Okay. Um, no, but it being Christmas and us thinking about the incarnation, like that's God lowering, lowering himself. himself for his children. Yeah. And that's just so like we are able to kind of go through the same things that like got like in the gospel of John, like for God so loved the world, he gave to him his only begotten son. So like he gives his son away knowing how much we love Jack. Like, would we give him away for any reason? No. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> um, but then also he's giving himself to us and he's saying, I am the creator of the universe and I'm going to lower myself to become this little um, vulnerable baby born you know in a stable in like the poorest places to a poor family yeah like that's how and i think i forget where it is but there's a, it's sort of a tradition of um why satan rebelled against god was because of the incarnation and his refusal to to worship a human hmm. um I don't know. That, that's it's not scriptural. I don't know where that comes from. But like the idea is kind of cool. Like it's interesting. Yeah, that the angels, God doesn't become an angel. He becomes a human. Mm. So he kind of like takes three steps. To, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like, excuse me. It's like the um, I had a little bit of imaginative prayer during over Christmas, and I was um, just imagining Christ as the as the infant. Instead of as this like 33 year old man who would console me or hug me or like whatever I needed from him. Instead, he was this little infant and to understand him in that way and to interact with him in my mind 
in that way was really cool because instead of finding joy by him giving himself to me, it was finding joy and giving myself to him. Mm -hmm. So like as we're preparing to have our new baby, this was like a really nice reflection for me to say like, I can give myself fully to you with my body, with everything that I am. And for God to lower himself so much that instead of giving me him for me to give myself to him Mm -hmm. and him to desire that, like that's, that's pretty low. Yeah. I mean, he made the choice to be put in Mary's arms. Like you're going to need to take care of me because I'm a baby. Exactly. But, and yeah, and to like reflect on my, myself in Mary's position and to have the like true honor to give, to actually give myself bodily to sustain him. Mm-hmm. It's just really kind of crazy. And you think like with Mary, that starts with her saying, do you, you know, I'm your servant, do with mm-hmm. me what you will. Like, and what she gets is like this incredible gift. Like you're going to rate, you're going to, you know, be the mother to God. Oh my gosh. Like give, and it's kind of like God saying like, give yourself to me and I will make you so much more than you can ever think. And, um, from mass on, Friday for the solemnity of Mary, Mother of God. Um, the only I only remember the last line of the homily because I was <laughs> trying to corral Jack, but he, um, the priest said something along the lines of like, take a step towards God, and He's going to take a great leap toward you. Mm. And that's that's what happened with Mary. She just like a simple, open like, yes, I'll do what you want, and he ends up giving her this like huge power and responsibility i know it's just immense to think about what it would be like to have god to to give birth to god it just blows my mind (laughs) i would be terrified there's a reason why they didn't choose he didn't choose me (laughs) i just would be terrified at every moment yeah you could drop him yeah i mean imagine he puts himself in that position yeah all of your worries about your own children magnified by you know you're the mother of the whole world, pretty much, because oh you're holding gosh. God in your hands. Oh, my gosh. But so, yeah, so don't worry about it if people give you weird looks. <laughs> no, yeah. but. Yeah. Well, yeah, there you go. There you go. That's all I got. That's all we got. Um, but yeah, so that's cool. Here's what I've been thinking about. And that is cool. I'm going to say it. <laughs> but no, so, so it. Give your parents a break, guys. I don't know if we have any younger v- listeners. Oh, I doubt it. We're not cool enough. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> cool young kids. Uh, but, well, then, uncool parents, fellow uncool parents, <laughs> keep that in mind that, uh, you know, you're, you love your child, and that's all that matters. Yeah. Even And that's not just for a child. Loving, learning to love someone else more than you love yourself is a great gift, and opens you up to um to like an immense source of grace Mm -hmm. and like it's not just um parental relationships or romantic relationships any relationship where you can give yourself to someone else and to to be vulnerable and not not worry about how you're perceived or you know how people see you there's a great grace in that and great growth in that definitely yeah so keep that in mind yeah i just got that zach brown song keep me in mind Talking Keep my head. me in mind. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> Those are the only words I know. 
we'll end we'll end there before Holly tries to sing anymore. Um, but thank you so much for listening. Um, if you have any questions or feedback or comments, um, please send us an email at halfwaysaintspodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at halfway underscore saints. Like us on Facebook. Um, if you feel so inclined, you can leave us a review on iTunes. We got a new review. Yeah, thank you. Or is it RLS? You think it's RL Stein? No. No. <laughs> no, but we got another review. Um, so thank you very much to those who have left us reviews. We, we appreciate them. They make our day. Yes, they definitely do. Um, so have a great week, everyone. Pray for us. We'll be praying for you. Um, and we'll be back next week. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye.